Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. I'm your host, Cody Leakian, joined here again with Joe Ishma. Hey, Cody. Joe, hey, everyone. It's good to be here. Yeah, we missed you last week, but we had a great time with Jeremy, and so yeah. it was awesome. I thought he did a wonderful job. Yeah, we love having him on here. It's yeah. a throwback, a little bit of retro-ness of That's right. back in the day. Back in the day. That's right. But yes, so... Community group leaders wanted to give you a heads up. This is our last regularly scheduled programming f- until the fall. So Jeremy and I are going to have a little bit of a treat for you in May. So be on the lookout for that. But just know that this is going to be the last regularly scheduled podcast we've got for a little bit. But Joe, we have a big week coming up. We it's kind do. of a big deal around here. Kind of like an all hands on deck. We've got everything going. Yeah. We're kicking it off with an Easter egg hunt on Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. We've got a Seder Wednesday through Friday. That's right. And we've got Easter weekend, the big That's thing. Right. So how do you see your role in fitting into all of these different moving parts that we've got going on here and getting ready for this big weekend that we have? Yeah. So if you look at a typical church calendar, Christmas Eve and Easter are the two big events by that. Those are yep. two, you know, summits of of the year when God entrusts most uh the most largest number of people to our services. And so I always kind of view this as, again, a unique time. Uh, we we are going to kind of pull away from our series to really just do the kind of a single observation of the resurrection. But I view my role over the course of this message and throughout this next week as I'll help lead in the Passover celebrations also. I just view it as a guide, a guide to what was happening and to move people back into that story of what Christ did uh, as he, in, you know, suffered and died and then rose again for uh, from the grave for us. And I think it's something we should never forget, right? It's so central to the Gospels, the, yeah. the person and the work of Christ. And so in a busy world, in a hurried world, uh, even in a world that's familiar, a church sometimes that's familiar with this story, I really want to guide it and kind of pull things out that maybe we haven't seen yet and call people to really live in that reality of what Christ yeah. has done for us. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a busy week, but yep. I think it's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited for the Seder coming. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great opportunity. And if you have little ones or if you don't have little ones, come to watch the little ones' reactions <laughs> because rumor has it there's going to be some horseradish to try. Yes, and so really excited to see good. some young kids right. trying horseradish for the first time Yes, to see their reaction. So, Slavery was bitter. This is how bitter it was. Yes. yes that's right. <laughs> so if you want to see that, be sure you get registered so you can come and enjoy that with us. And so we look yeah. forward to it. Great. So this week's reading, it really felt like it was leading up to Easter. I kept thinking like, man, this is like, these are the readings for Easter. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. We started with the plot to kill Jesus in Matthew 26. That's right. And we had the infamous Pilate where he washes his hands at that moment. It's like, yes. yep, that's not on me. I, that's I'm, right. My conscience is clear. What do you do you? That's yeah, right. And so that's right. I'm kind of passing that buck off. And so since Palm Sunday is going to be this coming Sunday, we're recording this on Thursday. So if you yes. watch it after the weekend, it was this past Sunday. That's right. Um, we have a bit to go before Easter. We've still got a whole week going leading up into it. So can you help orient us for where we're at in this passage, where you're going this weekend? How does it kind of play into Easter? So like, sure, where are we at here? Okay, so we are in Luke 22, 
And Luke 22 starts out with man's plan of destruction. You've got the chief priests and the scribes seeking how to put Jesus to death. Matthew 22, verse 2 says, and so you have man's plan of destruction that that basically um, c- crosses God's plan of salvation. And both of them require Jesus to suffer and die. Mm-hmm. And so as we look through this, we're going to see uh, man's plan of destruction with Judas betraying Jesus, uh, Jesus teaching in God through God's plan of salvation, ironically, on Passover, which celebrated the salvation, the plan of salvation of God of, from his people out of slavery in Egypt, to ultimately point to, through Jesus instituting the Lord's Supper, that he is the plan of salvation. He alone is God's plan of salvation for deliverance out of sin. And then you have, even in the midst of that, you get this quarreling and debate, middle of the chapter with the disciples, who's the greatest? Oh. You know, and Jesus saying, hey, the, gen- <laughs> the Gentiles do that, not so among you. Whoever seeks to be first must be last or your servant of all. Yeah. And, then, and then even Peter is questioning and going, um, <clears throat> I'll never deny you. And Jesus says, pray. Man, pray. pray. <laughs> May you not be sifted like wheat in the hands of Satan. May you be someone who stands, and, and even, you know, Peter, before the sun rises, the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And so then ultimately it moves to <clears throat> this time of um, Jesus praying in the garden. And that's really what I wanted to focus on. Because yeah. as we are covering this series on a deep love, a love we can build our lives upon that's solid and firm, it can only be the love that that has saved us in Christ and then sources us to love God and love others. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really excited. Uh, after the run-through, you know, I was really like, man, this is going to be a good message, and it's going to really help prepare us for what we've got coming this next week Yeah, with the Passover Seder and with Easter coming. It's just a lot coming out, so it's yeah. going to be really good. So ultimately, what I want everyone to know is I want them to know they are loved deeply by a God who became flesh and endured suffering. I mean, the love of today, the love of this world doesn't suffer. Uh, it basically shows up to get, and it gives up to receive back. So it's it's conditional and transactional, mm-hmm. and it's really fickle. It you know our loves are just passionately moved from emotion to emotion, from circumstance to circumstance, to from need to the next need that we think we have. And God's love endured. Uh, one thing I didn't share in my message is. So the beginning of the story in Genesis starts in a garden. The end of Revelation finishes in a garden, which is around a city. Mm-hmm. And this garden is the Garden of Gethsemane, where the God's plan of salvation was agony. It was Christ was alone, but he endured this suffering to go and and redeem us. That redemption was was won for us because of this garden. Yeah. So so when we look at this passage in where Jesus is in the mountain and he's praying, what can what does this tell us about the heart of Christ and like for us and what does that mean for us as we're reading that passage? Yeah, I looked at this and just saw the that Christ was alone. He he endured the reality that he only he alone could do this. No one else could do this. There was no Lamb of God who could take away the sin of the world. So he was alone in the garden because ultimately he alone, it was only, it was God's only plan. Yeah. And that he, all of the emotion of his humanity 
was brought into the agony of what this would look like for him. Not just the suffering and the persecution, not just the rejection and the ridicule. I mean, the one who received the praise of heaven is now getting, the, getting spit upon on the earth and the earth he created. He could have called legions of angels to come and save him, but he willingly, faithfully endured obeying the will of the Father to go and suffer and die for us. So you're, it just shows us how much we're loved. I can't read this passage and not say, oh, I mean, uh, our God uh, gives us love when we give him love, you yeah. know? <laughs> he kind of likes us a yeah, little bit. Like, kind of like, or he's my best friend. I mean, yeah. we can we can certainly see Christ as our best friend. He is our closest associate yeah. and inter- intercessor. Right. But we are loved, and, and we are loved deeply. And because we are loved deeply, he now tells us we're sourced in that love. To do exactly what he did, to forgive our enemies, right, and to love our enemies, to um, even deal patiently with people who fall short of our expectations, um, the disciples in the garden, (laughs) and to all always faithfully endure for the will of the Father. So it just shows the depth of this love. This is not something of this world. It has to be something that we're sourced in from God. Yeah. So you kind of gave a little bit about the gardens, both in the beginning and the end, bookending this, yeah. the Bible. Is there something else that you have from your time of study? Like, we're kind of going to ring you for two this week if we yeah. can. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to take all the knowledge we got. So something that you weren't able to cover because you, you only got so much time and yeah. we're covering so much scripture. and Yeah, I, I think um, I would have traced a little bit more that image of the cup. Because hmm. Jesus said, Father, if it's your will, let this cup be passed from me. And there's several passages in um, that I looked at in um, in Jeremiah, in Isaiah, in Ezekiel, in Habakkuk, in um, Habakkuk, in um, trying to think of others. But there's you just have this picture of the wrath of God being poured out, and that would be something that would separate for a split moment in time the uh, fellowship of the Father and the Son. So that, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, he became sin for us who knew no sin, so that we could be called the righteousness of God. And that's just one of the great miracles of the, of the cross, that Christ would endure. But just the concept of that, the thinking that that is about to happen, is, is something to throw him into agony. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for giving us two little tidbits of there extra stuff. There you go. Stuff. No charge. So, no charge. Hang on to that, guys. We had <laughs> we got a free one, a free uh, bonus fact here today. Yes. So playing on this cup. So the cup and it's suffering. Like it's that image of suffering that we've got. And yeah. so, how would you describe the cup that you've got in this current season in your life right now? Like, how would you describe that? So I'm a as a leader. I like things to that are difficult to be made simple and easy. And so we develop systems so that whenever we have this problem, we have this reaction in a ministry or this referral to a ministry. And you can do that with a lot of things. And thankfully, over time, we've been able to do a better job at ministering to and with people. Problem is, there's just some things in relationships that aren't a system. There's people who are going through a difficulty that just needs someone to be with them and endure with them. Yeah. And that's not something you can just plan or program. And so what I've learned is just to receive more of those difficult moments 
that I don't have all the answers to and I don't have a quick solution that will make my life easier or more comfortable. Uh, so my, my cup is really saying yes to more difficult things that are more, uh, that are the deeper things and the more important things in life. So yeah. what about for you? I think for me, it's this current life stage. So like with a toddler, everyone's like, oh, the moments are fleeting. You got to mm-hmm. hold on to them and, and cherish them. And I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing her growing. But like, it's exhausting, this kid. And, if I, like, and your wife is pregnant again, Cody. Yes, and we have another that? one coming this summer. So, and Father, so, if you be your will, <laughs> what yeah. are you praying? <laughs> Let this difficult time be passed from me? <laughs> I guess, or just more energy, because like, I feel like yeah. I'm always on. Yeah. Like, you come home, if you're not, if I'm not on, she gets on the chair, on the yes. table, on the counter, and now she's there playing with the KitchenAid mixer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, <laughs> there's a lot that could go wrong yeah, here. And so just being always on and just being yeah. wanting that, like, I just want to sit and relax for a couple of minutes, but like, that's, that's the cup that I'm, I'm bearing right now. And it's where God has me. And so when I kind of look at like this next question of what it looks like to faithfully follow and endure with that cup, yeah, I think it's just that constant reminder of that different perspective of like, yeah, she's only this little for so long. That's right. And I've already seen so much growth in two years. Like, so it, it is fast and it is like, I look back on pictures. I'm like, wow, that time has just flown by. And so just reminding myself of like, yeah, well, this is a frustrating stage, but like it will pass, but I will look back on it and wish. Yes. You know, and some days you get the little, I get the little glimmer of it through. She starts having full sentences. And so we now have stuff getting stitched together. Like, daddy, yes. I love you. And I'm like, oh man. Yes. And so I think just reminding myself of that is where I can help endure with that cup. Yeah. What so isn't that say? something? I I think I was in the same place when I was in your season. I was always looking for the next season. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't throw a ball yet, so I'll wait till they get catch a ball, yes. and then I relate. But here's what God has told me through that: is that as I have been faithful during those times, everything I would have in the future was built on the time I would spend in the present. Yeah. And everything I have with my boys today, I think, is a lot because I put a lot of time in and energy and attention and in words in and. Uh, you know, experience and adventure with them when they were younger. Yeah. So that's going to pay off. There'll be a day when you look back on that. And I know you'll be lo- praying, you know, remove this cup from me right now. <laughs> yeah. That's why Lily's in your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she could take her away. Mm-hmm. But it's, you, God is going to show you back and just say a faithful, a faithful direction right now is, is something God's going to give me a greater blessing for in the future. Yeah. 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 That's huge. What about for you? I think um, to faithfully endure with that cup, I, after, the only way I can get through difficult things is to do more difficult things, because the the Hmm. more reps I do on difficult situations with difficult conversations that I'd much rather not have, uh, the more they fester in the background. So the the first step for me is what's what's the healthiest, most loving thing to do in every cup that's been thrown at me? Okay, yeah. or that comes into my life, it, to to do exactly what the Spirit of God tells me when I ask that question. What's the most loving? What's what's the most healthy thing here? And as I faithfully endure with that cup, I try to commit myself to the three values that at the end of this suffering, this is what I want to grow in as a result of this. So if it's conflict, I want a deeper trust. I want a deeper love than I had for this person before we had this conversation. I want a better understanding. And so that, that's where it's helped me when I've really committed myself to values that I want 
God to develop and form in me, which only he can do as I faithfully endure with the cup of suffering that he's put in front of me. Yeah. That's awesome. Hopefully this guy, guys, hopefully this was helpful for you. And so, Joe, would you be able to pray for us as we go about this week? I'd love to. Heavenly Father, thank you um, for this passage in Luke 22, where you show us the depth of your love for us in Jesus. We thank you uh, that he alone was someone who could endure this suffering and drink of that cup of your wrath and therefore set us free through your, through your plan of salvation. Thank you that you endured through the frailties and fickleness of this love of this world to show us a deeper love. And now that we're saved by that love, source us all in this love. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are listening to this and all their small groups that, that respond to this. May each of us understand we're not alone because you were alone for us and you made a way for us. And we're, we're never in full despair because you took the full, the full cup of, of God's wrath for us. And may you comfort them and surround them with this and source them in this deep love that will guide them throughout this next week. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Don't forget, we've got ShareFest coming up on April 30th. Get signed up for that so that you guys can serve on the same site so we're not at the end and it's like there's not enough room. So That's right. Look forward to seeing you guys out there, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. All right. You take care. See you guys. 